Hi there. Welcome back to the She Surrenders podcast. My name is Sherry, and this discussion is taking place in our sober circle. It's the first in a series we are doing called Sober for the Holidays. Whether you are newly sober, trying to get sober, or want to gain more confidence for yourself as you navigate through the next month, this series is for you. It's also a great source of information for you if someone you love is going through this for the first time. What can you do to be supportive through the season? Welcome back to the third episode of our Sober for the Holiday series. We're calling this one No More Wasted Years because so often we approach the new year with lots of negativity, feeling ashamed that you are in the same spot or worse than what you were a year ago and beating yourself up for that once again, that you did not kick that negative habit to the curb. Why do you want to make the change? Have you tried to quit before, whether it's drinking or another stronghold? I'm here to tell you that a date on the calendar won't set you up for success, but possibly re-examining your approach will, and that's what we're sharing with you here today. So let's dive in. As we're talking about focusing our intentions on the next year, I think often of how fast I can go downhill with one wrong decision after another. And I was thinking about the snowball effect. And that's usually thought of in a negative way. Like if I make this decision, next thing I know, I'm, I've just blown everything, whether it's a diet or my drinking or spending, whatever, whatever you're struggling with. We think of it as how fast, at least I do, how fast it can amp up and be a full-blown issue again, just like that. And it can also go in the other direction. The snowball can build based on good choices as well. Like, you know, starting with like the drinking thing, like making small choices, even in your mind, you know, training your mind, driving past the liquor store and it's only two o'clock you know, maybe I'll just go home first, you know, like I'm going to wait. Delay is a really, really good choice to make. I mean, saying no completely is a really good choice to make, but if you're trying to, you know, um, just ease into something new and wrap your mind around it a little bit, it's a good thing to just change up a little bit, or maybe say today, I'm going to change my routine because every night after work, I stop at this bar for a drink and I'm only going to do that every other night, you know, or I'm not going to do that on a weeknight anymore. Set up little boundaries for yourself and let them accumulate. And when you do quit drinking, you're going to have a little bit easier of a time. This works really good with like, um, food, setting up some boundaries around sugar. It works good for, um, shopping, you know, like I'm today, even today is too long. Sometimes this morning, I'm not going to open an email or look at social media or anything that I would be tempted to shop for that I would get sucked in or, um, you know, spending saying, you know what, this is how much money I have this week. When it's gone, it's gone. And, um, I remember doing that. (laughs) 
as a kid, actually, my allowance was always gone on Monday. So, you know, I could have set up a little bit of boundaries for myself way back then. But my point is, is little choices, they add up. You keep doing the next right thing and you keep making a positive choice no matter what it's about, whether it's, you know, I should do this, but I want to do this. Do what's right. Do what works that you know you're honoring yourself, you're honoring your boundaries, and doesn't honor God. And all those will add up and start making a big choice a lot easier because you've got all this reinforcement already. So I hope that makes sense. Um, Kelly, what did you have to say about this? Yeah, I think then things kind of happen organically, you know, uh, sometimes people want to just change everything about themselves all at once. And that can be a little too harsh and for some people. So I, I, I agree making, making, you know, setting an intention and then making it come to fruition. Um, and not making it too big because then it's it's too daunting and it seems impossible. But, it, mm-hmm. you know, like they say, one day at a time. I mean, that is one hour at a time. Whatever it takes to um, change your your routine, of if it's your mindset, if it's what you do daily. Um, right. You know, just... Just even writing it down, what that's going to look like for you, like planning things out, like today I'm going to do, do this and, and try and stick to that. Um, Well, I also feel like decisions, they might not be related. A choice might, you might not think it's related. I know that if I make the choice to work out in the morning, uh, I usually am more attentive to what I eat that day. And Mm -hmm. it's not because I want to, I'm, I don't want to waste the workout. It's just, I just feel better about myself and set yourself up for success. Yes. So in that decision also goes with, there's some mornings that I just want to go up to my office and work in my pajamas and that's fine. But I tell you what, I always regret it. I always regret that I still have to get ready or whatever later in the day. Cause then it, just, it feels like such a waste of time, but yeah. I, you also, you know, you know, what works for you and you know what you have to see when you're setting yourself up for failure and when you're setting yourself up for success, you know? So, um, I think that you have to put those boundaries and those safety nets around you. And even if it's making a list or these are, I, I've, once made a list. I don't know where it is, but I must once made a list of non-negotiables, you know, like these things every day are non-negotiable, like prayer, meditation. Um, I didn't put hygiene on there, but of course that's non-negotiable, but you know, or non-negotiable 10,000 steps a day. That was one for a while. And I always tried to have three of those. And I don't know where that mindset went to have that non-negotiable list, but I think I should get it back out because it was working for a while. But there's, I think when you honor yourself with 
certain rules in place, um, it feels structured and it, and it feels good. And um, Lynn, you were going to um, talk about that a little bit with uh, the accountability factor. Yes. Um, you know, I got sober after the holidays, January 7th. And, you know, what I did was with the accountability, you know, I had a person that I trusted that was was in recovery that, you know, that I could share with her, you know, everything. And I just remember her telling me, you know, she told me to call her every day, you know, just how I'm doing or whatever like that. And, you know, the other thing was, um, which I still try and do is write three things every morning that I'm grateful for, you know, and, and it, it really, it really, really helps. And, you know, just what, what helps, it still helps me is, having people in my life, you know, you know, they say that, that, you know, you have to change everything and, and, you know, which some things you do, but um, just having, I, I surrounded myself um, with people in recovery, which, which was so good for me because it gave me accountability that, that, you know, and that, it is really, you know, in Cali, what Cali was saying about one day at a time, you know, I remember people saying, you know, it could be one second at a time, you know, just, you know, and get through the day and, you know, um, and faith is, you know, is so important, you know, talking to God about how you're feeling and struggling and, and that kind of thing. And, um, the other thing is, is the isolation, you know, that's one thing that, that, you know, you need to surround yourself with people, talk to people that you trust, you know, you can do the the podcast, you can do, there's so much recovery, you know, the, she surrenders, you know, you, you know, it's, it's just, you know, you, for me, you know, it's that brain that, that, that tells you sometimes, oh, well, okay, well today I, today I can drink, you know, and then I'll start again tomorrow, you know, and it it just, you got to get yourself out of your head. And I mean, it takes time. I mean, it's not something that's going to happen overnight. And, and, and another thing that somebody had taught me one time and, and I kind of liked it and they said, okay, Lynn, today you're not going to drink. You can drink tomorrow, (laughs) but you're not going to drink today, you know, and then you get up the next day and you, and you say the same thing Mm -hmm. and, you know, you just keep, you keep going. And, um, you know, it's, you know, I'm, it, it, yeah. it, it's, yeah. We can use that one day at a time thing. I mean, a lot of people, you're not just a recovery if you say one day at a time. 
there's a lot of people that have learned the meaning of that, but you, because you can use it for anything, you know, if something's really bad today, just say, I just, I'm not going to worry about what this looks like, you know, two weeks from now or a week from now, we have this coming up and now this is happening. No, just do today. Mm-hmm. And I think that's so helpful when you're, when the witching hour is upon you and you want to drink, you want to drink, you don't, if you haven't been accountable and you've been, you know, keeping this to yourself, isolating and you do, who do you have to answer to? Uh, no one. I mean, God sees it, but do you have to tell anybody? No, but you are going to beat yourself up way more than what an accountability partner will. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just, just reaching out. One of the things that I thought of, um, you know, in our group, and this isn't always the case. So if someone from the group is listening, um, if you just drop, you know, you go dim, you go dark, you, we don't hear from you. You're not participating in, you know, the forum or coming to the meetings. It's a good indicator that you've decided to drink and not take advantage of the tools that we're offering for support. and. I can't, there's no advice that I have for that. If you are not willing to take that next step to have, you know, told somebody a plan in place when that temptation comes, because if you don't want to honor that plan, you don't really want to quit drinking, Mm -hmm. you know? So you're kind of leaving, you know, I always say you're leaving a a little door, the the door open just a little, little bit, you know, Mm -hmm. you can, say it all, do it all. But if at the end of the day, when that impulse hits and you don't pause for one second, five seconds and do what you need to do, you know, by reaching out, recovery is everywhere. Recovery is at your fingertips. There is, you know, like Lynn was saying, there's podcasts, there's books, there's meetings, there's in-person meetings, there's Zoom meetings. There's, there's so many things. But it, 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 you know, it starts with you. It starts with you. And so thinking about next year, there's so much pressure about, you know, setting a New Year's resolution. Uh, I can't tell you how many years that was my New Year's resolution. I'm going to quit drinking. And too. yeah, and then I did it. And I, I have, I have this thought that what do I, and it's not about drinking really for me anymore that I'm looking at. What do I want to, what do I want to feel like January 1, 2023? What do I hope to have accomplished that really means something? It's making a difference in me, in my work, in my relationships. And those are the kind of goals that I want. But I know that that's not all going to happen overnight. So I need to set small goals and make good choices. And um, I read this today in Louis Giglio's book. Let me see. Don't give the enemy a seat at your table. So, and I can link that in the show notes too. He said, victory begins in the mind. And one of the biggest ways to gain victory in your mind is to think less about the devil or about the evil that you're trying to avoid and to think more about God and the truth you are aiming to embrace. 
one of the most powerful tools at your disposal is the ability to memorize scripture. And we've done that, you know, somewhat in this group, we're going to do better (laughs) because it is, it's an arsenal. It's just powerful. And the times that I have used it, it does work. It works better than, you know, anything that I can think of, but also to gain victory in your mind, think less about the devil and about the evil and think more about God and his truth that you want to embrace. And that's what I mean with, instead of looking at what you have to leave behind, think about what you're going to gain because what you're going to gain is beautiful. And if you keep focusing on, I can't drink, I miss drinking. This life sucks without drinking. Sober life sucks. All the things. You can go down that rabbit hole. You're right where the devil wants you. But if you think, make this list of all the things that could change. And I guarantee you, if you're just thinking about quitting or you're going to quit very soon, your list is going to grow daily. You have no idea how many good things can come out of quitting drinking. So uh, the scripture, uh, and I also want to challenge if um, I, I always say, I don't like to set a word for the year, but I kind of am this year. And my goal is to add on to this word till I have a sentence till maybe I have a paragraph. I always have a lot of words. Mine will probably be a paragraph, but it's, it's going to be my personal mission statement. And I just kind of look forward to being a little bit more creative with it a little kinder to myself with negative self-talk and doing more with accountability because once you stop drinking, it's amazing. But over time, other problems start to creep in because you have an addictive nature. And I don't know, there's, there's so many things that I have to learn yet. And I just, that's what I want to do. I want to keep growing and keep learning. So that's kind of what the new year holds for me. So anybody have anything else? I was so, oh, I'm sorry. Why are you um, So what helps me is getting, like I said, about getting out of my head and mm-hmm. what, what I love to do, and I'm going to do it more next year. That's my goal is giving back, helping people, Mm. you know, be it whatever, volunteering, you know, you know, I just, what helps me is when I get out of myself and help other people, you know, Mm -hmm. that, you know, then I, then I forget, you know, everything else that's going on. It's like, that's, and, and, it's, I, that's what I want to do is I want to, you know, uh, help people, you know, help mm-hmm. people in recovery, um, whatever people need, um, support. I want to be able to, um, you know, I would say that, you know, I, I would, this was so freely given to me, you know, and I want to give it back to everyone else. Mm-hmm. And- that's a great thought when, if you think about 
when you're not in a good mood and you're angry from whatever you're trying to conquer, you know, usually we're talking about drinking here, be mad at yourself, but I'll say to myself, I don't want to be around her anymore. You got to get outside of yourself and, you know, and do something good for someone else. And I believe me, there's all sorts of opportunities. And if the good thing, if there's nothing at hand that you can think of to do, then do something that treats you like leave your desk and go outside or take a coffee break or whatever, have that list at your disposal of things I'm going to do when I need to get away from her. So that's kind of my two cents on that. Thanks, Lynn. Callie, what were you going to say? I was going to say another thing that I feel like would be useful um, kind of blending meditation with your faith Mm. is you know, being in the moment and, and, you know, sometimes I feel like thinking ahead, um, trying to imagine your life without alcohol and in it is just too hard to even visualize. And then you also are carrying your past, your mistakes and all the things you messed up. And between those two things, pulling at your brain you know you you feel like I you know this panic feeling and that's where Mm -hmm. God's grace comes in and I feel like if you could look up you know how to meditate go however you know whatever that looks like for you but Mm -hmm. the point of meditation is not looking back and not looking forward but being in the moment it brings you this centered calm and, you know, visualizing that God is right there with you. I feel like, you know, he's forgiven you for your mistakes and he's showing yeah, a- you this future. And if you can visualize, you know, that before you start and then be in that moment of, you know, keep centering yourself, bringing yourself back to calm. It's a, it's, it's the practice thing, but it's, it's so beneficial. And yeah, um, my friend that um, teaches uh, yoga for recovery, we were just talking about that with the breathing, how not so much the, the pose or as I think we were talking about, because I can't do any of the poses, but it's more the breathing you learn that recenters you and recenters your focus. And when she said that, I thought of, and, and she's very passionate about yoga for recovery and her, it's very faith-based for her. And I thought of that as sometimes you got to go back to home base. Sometimes you got to just, you know, like go back to what's comfortable and um, not the habit, but just so you need to reset all the things and going to me, God is home base. And I crave during the day at times when I'm stressed or something's not going right. I crave what I have in that first hour in the morning of quiet. And, um, I usually don't look at my phone. It's just me and whatever I'm reading and journaling. And right now it's with the Christmas tree. And I absolutely love that. I crave that, that piece. And I'm responsible for getting there. God's waiting. He didn't go anywhere, whether it's five in the morning or five in the afternoon, but it's up to me to go back home to that. Mm-hmm. So 
I think that's really important to remember as well. So, yeah. So I think that we've given you some really good tips today for no more wasted years. And it's really easy to be hyped up about this at the beginning of the year. I am number one person to do that. Um, These ladies here are like, yep, Sherry's big ideas on Monday. And um, always, but I, I, that's just how I am. I love the first of the month. I love new beginnings. Maybe I like the new beginnings way better than the endings because I'm already on to another beginning. So I just add, you know, this is, you got a week yet before the new year when um, this is supposed to air. So hopefully that all works out, but take that time to write some notes. And if you're a techie and that's how you, that's how you, you know, that's how you roll. There are so many apps available for accountability and that doesn't replace a person, but it might help you with a practice and an, and an intention, whether it's um, you version Bible app, there's Proverbs 31, or there's many um, recovery apps. And I can maybe um, do some resources for that as well. So, and again, as always, if you have any questions or comments, you can leave them here, but you can also email me at shesurrenders.com and we'll answer your question. And also I was just thinking that if there's something you would like us to talk about or someone you would like to hear from, email me that because we're always open to suggestions here. So anyway, well, thank you, Lynn and Callie for being at the table with me tonight. I really, really appreciate it. And uh, glad we could do this one more time in 2021, right? Right. All right. Thank you very much. 